Welcome to the Life's a Pitch podcast, the show where we pitch the best movies that will never get made. I'm Tom McGrath. And I'm Matt Turner. This is the podcast where we ask you, the listener, to give us a title of a movie that doesn't exist. Yet. We then collaborate to create a pitch for that movie, complete with casting, story beats, and sometimes even marketing. Without further ado, this week's main feature is... Classic works of literature. <laughs> put some put some uh, harpsichord music in the background. Yeah. And welcome to the Life's a Pitch podcast, oh, where yes. we're going to be discussing classic works of literature. <laughs> on Radio 4. On Radio 4. No, we're not on the radio. We're doing a podcast. We're doing a podcast. Therefore, we're, 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 we're so crazy. Yeah. Yeah. The law behind this episode is yeah. that we've been asked to create adaptations of classic works of literature that yeah. we haven't read. We haven't read them. But we don't have time as busy filmmakers to go and read them. No, so we're just going to read the titles. <laughs> and then hope for the best. We did this a few months ago, didn't we, with The Catcher in the Rye? Yes. Yeah, a few months ago. Maybe it was a year. I, I, yeah, definitely over a year ago. Yeah, yeah. But we enjoyed it so much that we've done it over a year later <laughs> yeah <laughs> we just thought that more of these old musty dusty books yeah. need, a, need a, a change yeah we need uh, we need to just uh, take the title yeah so we've already got like a captive audience yeah like, oh, they're adapting that and yeah. then and then when it comes to actually watching the movie they're like wait hang on did they even read the book <laughs> nope 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 we read the title Read the title. They're adapting Salem's Lot. They are, actually. Are they? Uh, yeah, it's coming out this year. Never heard of it until it's, now. It's, it's Stephen King. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I'm so, I don't think anyone's given us any Stephen King titles. Probably because they've all been adapted. That's, well, no. More, more so that Stephen King adaptations are pretty notoriously bad. It, yeah. But they still keep doing them. They do. Because I, I think... That when people read Stephen King, yeah, as I understand it, when people uh, read Stephen King, they 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 think they feel like the world is grounded enough and cinematic enough mm. that it is perfect yeah. for it. But Stephen King's descriptions of horror are often like pretty abstract. Yeah, they're not like you know it's got big tentacles and a and a and a face that's like a grasshopper. Yeah. it's like the un the unknowing was the thing that hurt yeah like it's it's weird abstract thoughts well anyway we don't have any of those yeah we don't have any of those Stephen Kings in this in this here podcast well, no one's given us a Stephen King title yeah. that I know of <laughs> <laughs> I'm not I'm, even bothered I haven't even bothered to google who wrote it no okay well I'm gonna be on that I'm gonna be on that job so uh, people have given us titles from books that exist yep and we're, we're gonna go in yep Blindly blind, yeah. into this. Mm -hmm. People got in touch with us on facebook.com forward slash Life's a Bitch podcast and Twitter. We are at Life's a Pitch show there. So we asked for titles, uh, made up titles usually from uh, from people on Fridays. Yes, we do. And I just want to say this week's title get, Matt. Brilliant. <laughs> Brilliant. Uh, yeah. Yeah, so, uh, that you can thank Jenny Garner for that. Oh, did Jenny write it? Yeah. Oh, thank you, thank well, you, Jennifer Garner, not that one. <laughs> it's Jenny's joke. Yeah. Uh, is is the fact that Clueless and Emma have the same the same plot? It was it was a good joke. It was a good joke. I got it. <laughs> uh, his, history is is full of writers borrowing from each other. Jane Austen famously stole the plot of Clueless. 
1995 for her movie Emma 2020. <laughs> it's true. Starring Anya Taylor Joy, who I've, I'm pretty sure is in every movie. She is. She's yeah. in. She's in everything nowadays. She's so cool. She's so cool. <laughs> Thank you, Jenny Garner, for writing that. Type. Yep. Made me laugh when I read that. Yeah, yeah it was good. good. So, shall we get on with some pitching of some movies yes, based on uh, on film titles? Let's ruin some books. So, from Phil Walters, we've got the brief and frightening reign of Phil. The Brief and Frightening Reign of Phil. Now, I don't know who this is by, um, but I, uh, I I like the idea that Phil Walters has given us the <laughs> title of a film called The Brief and Frightening Reign of Phil and hoping, possibly, that we'd cast them as... It's by George Saunders. Oh. It's a novella, has been described as a parable yeah. and likened to George Orwell's Animal Farm. Ah, the author has said this is about the human tendency to continuously divide the world into dualities. Oh. Well, we'll just ignore all just that. Just ignore all that. Um, it's, but with the, if there's one thing we ignore in this, in this podcast, it's authorial intent. <laughs> what? What's that? <laughs> no idea what that is. Yeah, the intent uh, of King Arthur, I think. Uh, <laughs> authorial intent. Yeah. Okay, I thought that was Arthurian intent. <laughs> no, 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 you're, you're wrong. No, no. Well, um, well, Phil, yeah. right, wakes up one morning, sees uh, see his alarm clock go off. Oh, eight o'clock, time to get to work. Back at it, yeah. Yeah, just works in this boxing factory or something. Boxing factory. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Where, where he's, ding, ding, ding. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's boxing up DVDs of boxing matches. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm going to the boxing factory. <sighs> oh, I'm sick of watching them punch each other. So it's ran by, uh, it's ran by Muhammad Ali. Yeah. <laughs> just, he's, he's in the, he's in the foreman's box. Yeah. Just like, uh, get to work, everyone. <laughs> I want those videos of me beating people up out on the streets by the end of the day. Okay, says Phil. Uh, who's playing Phil? Who's Who, playing Phil? Who's been? Who's sort of downtrodden and and, uh, and just sort of like down on their luck? Who's good at doing that? Um, Matthew Lillard. Matthew Lillard. Yeah, been a while. Yeah, I, I don't think he's been in anything since Scooby Doo. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. He plays so. Shaggy. Yeah, yeah. So he's like, oh, got another day, another another day of pointlessly putting boxing DVDs in boxes for people. <laughs> if only I ran the world. If only I ran the world. If only I ran the world and he is visited by like a little elf character. <laughs> yeah. You know, you know, a like, little magical elf. A little magical elf. Yeah. It's uh, it's kind of like the what's what's the what's the little green man who uh, who visits Fred Flintstone. <laughs> I don't know who you're talking about. Wait, what? The right. little green man that visits Fred Flintstone. Yeah, there's a little green man that visits Fred Flintstone. All right, I... I don't make the rules. <laughs> yeah, Fred Flintstone's little green friend. That's uh, that's a Google search. <laughs> the Great Gazoo. The gr- right? Never uh, heard of him. He's a little green man with, uh, with like a little green helmet on from uh, space. Okay. That must have been a later edition. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I, <laughs> it was. It was right after Fred Flintstone jumped the uh, jumped the megalodon. 
Yeah, okay. Yeah. Anyway, so he gets, he gets, gets visited by literally that guy. Uh, I, I, the no, great uh, gazoo. A, a great gazoo stand-in. So, no, no, it's 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 a two D animated great gazoo. <laughs> He's like, "Hello, dum dum. Yeah. Uh, wouldn't you? Uh, wouldn't you much rather be in Muhammad Ali's position?" <laughs> And he's like, yeah, I would. I would. I, I would. And uh, and then, okay then. <laughs> Gazam Gazoo. Look at you. <laughs> yeah. And then it's it's Matthew Lillard sat behind the desk of this boxing box factory. Yeah. And he looks down and Muhammad Ali's like, oh, I guess I've got to pack these, these boxes. Boxes of me. Boxing. Of, 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 of Phil punching people out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just, it's just video of like, and it's, it start all the all the all the DVDs start with like, uh, what's his name? The great um, Google. What's his? The great Gazoo. Gazoo. Yeah. I honestly didn't realize you'd instantly forgot the yeah, guy's name. Yeah, of course. Uh, it just doesn't make any good Gazoo. Um, <laughs> right. Is the great Gazoo like looking into the camera? You know, like he doesn't know how to use the the, the camera. Yeah. And then he's like, oh, I think it's on. And turns it round, and it's just it's just Matthew Lillard lamping a random person <laughs> on the street. Yeah, and just videos, uh, just thousands of DVDs of that. And so Phil is just like, everyone back to work. <laughs> no breaks. I want to make a lot of money <laughs> selling the DVDs of me punching randoms. Yeah, and then uh, Great Kazoo just like, hmm, wouldn't you like more money, Dum Dum? And uh, and Matthew is like, you know what? Yeah, yeah, I would like more money. Yeah. I would like. Would you like a better job? Uh, yeah, I'd like to be not not running a box factory anymore, a boxing box factory. I want to be like the head of a bank, and yep. uh, and so he goes, okay then. Yeah, and then uh, he's he's like working at the top of this big skyscraper. Yep, and uh, he's he's on on a on an intercom for the whole building. He's like everybody back to work, no breaks. <laughs> Yeah, I want these. I want to make loads of money today. Yeah, and so he's like, Get "Oh, those accounts of me <laughs> making loads of money out there." Yeah, I want to be on the dollar bill by by the end of the day. <laughs> and so, and so, the great Gazoo like visits him after about a month of doing this, yep. and uh, he goes, "Oh, there, Dum Dum." Are you getting bored of this? And he's like, yeah, you know what? I am. Like, uh, there is... Uh, money isn't everything, you know. And he's like, yeah, yeah. I want power. I want power. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, unlimited power? And he's like, yeah, pretty much. Well, I can't do that. That's impossible. But I can give you the second best thing. President of the world. And uh, he goes... <laughs> He's like, no, because then they'd be able to vote me out. I want to be the queen. <laughs> I want to be the dictator of the world. Yeah. He's like, okay then. <laughs> and so he's in the building and he's on the intercom, just like, everybody back to work. No breaks. <laughs> no breaks. Uh, <laughs> I, wanna, I want you all to work for me. Making this big statue of me, <laughs> and he's he's got this button that just says more whipping. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't make the noise. <laughs> no, it doesn't. Kapow! Yeah. 
like, uh, and I think that's that's the opening of this movie. Oh, yes, um, the opening. Yeah, yeah. And what uh, happens in the rest of it? it? We've got a free picture deal. It's actually a YA novel in which uh, in which some some young person <laughs> brings down the rule of Matthew Lillard. I like the idea of Matthew Lillard just trying to avoid it, like yeah. like. Matthew Lillard is managing different uprisings by by teenagers. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's it's a YA novel told from the perspective of the dictator. Oppressed teenagers enough, and they just keep popping up all over yeah, the world. Yeah. You know, just well, this one's got a flaming bow. This one's. <laughs> I put them in a fucking maze, and they managed to get out. Yeah. I put an impossible maze. These ones have developed superpowers. Yeah, oh. This one appears to be driving an enormous car. <laughs> Wait, and he looks out of like the 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 top of his skyscraper with a with a pair of binoculars. Like, is that a city coming towards me? <laughs> this is insane. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so what one of them's just just a vampire now? <laughs> I don't know what that's got to do with me being with taken me? down. Yeah. yeah, but here we are. <laughs> uh, so uh, it, it, it is just yeah. He's trying to put down loads of different youth uprisings. Uh, so um. Uh, how are we going to uh, going to uh, deal with the wizard situation? <laughs> Get him back to work. <laughs> he says on the intercom. <laughs> it's a cheap movie to make because it is just <laughs> this office. Yeah, all, all we need is Matthew Lillard, and, and then we just borrow visuals from other movies. Yeah, and and Muhammad Ali. That's yeah, all we need. That's all we need. And Muhammad Ali's not in it for much. Yeah, very cheap. But yeah, it's just him in a room. <laughs> <laughs> just Matthew Lillard in a room and then we just 2D animate the, the freaking gazoo yeah yeah it's uh, it, it's it's got bedazzled vibes he does have bedazzled vibes apart from there's no curse there there's no curse it's just him dealing with his new reality yeah there we go so thank you for that one Phil Walters so from Riley Riley we've got the very hungry caterpillar the very hungry caterpillar okay kaiju movie this is a kaiju movie yeah yeah um, it's just, just immediately there yeah, yeah absolutely it's just a caterpillar. caterpillar that wants to I mean that's it isn't it really <laughs> I suppose so yeah we, we all know what kaiju movies are <laughs> yeah like turns into Mothra at the end yeah <laughs> you're right yeah. it's 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 a Mothra origin story it is yeah. a very hungry caterpillar <laughs> this, this one this one caterpillar just eats through Food that it's not supposed to. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, orange. Orange. Fair enough. Probably yeah. a caterpillar could eat that. Yeah. That's all right. Mm. Big sausage. Yeah. No, you're not mm. supposed to eat that caterpillar. Ooh, ooh. That's going to turn you into Mothra, that, that is. That is going to turn you into Mothra. It, it, it eats an irradiated leaf. Yep. Um, <laughs> it, it's a caterpillar that's grown up in Chernobyl. On, yeah. On the fifth day, <laughs> the caterpillar ate through one irradiated leaf <laughs> that's where we deviate from the book <laughs> yeah we, we really really lean into the fact that in one of the pictures of of the hungry caterpillar there's yeah. just like a power station in the background <laughs> we're like what if that's Chernobyl <laughs> yeah 
and this is this is like an irradiated caterpillar that gets out of hand. Yeah. So just over looking like landscape there's yeah. just this giant caterpillar I think there's like you know we have those like over the hills and far away sort of vibe you know yeah. really nice rolling hills in the background of the of the thing as it comes through and then in the one after you've got you know leaves falling off the trees mm. fire like embers from fire and then just a hole through the hill yeah right <laughs> like this a perfectly capitalism. circular hole through that hill <laughs> as it's laid waste to this idyllic little village in the background. Yeah. Um, I, I love the poster for this. Yeah. How, you know, like, Cloverfield has the um, Statue of Liberty yeah. with, like, claws through it. Uh-huh. It is the Statue of Liberty with just this, like, cartoon bite mark <laughs> on <laughs> yeah. one side. Just something tunneled straight through it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so there we have it. The very um, hungry caterpillar. Yeah, I think I think um, the, the, the part where the most of the kaiju movie stuff comes in, where the army's going in and there's yeah. a person, that's when it's pupating. It's, it's oh, a yeah. big cocoon that's hung from the side, hung from like the edge of, what was it? Golden Gate Bridge? Yeah. From the underside of the Golden Gate Bridge, this enormous uh, kind of like uh, cocoon. Yeah. Uh, and then it like splits out and it's Mothra and yeah. that's when the movie ends. Yeah, there we go. Because uh, Mothra's psychic, right? That's the thing with Mothra. <laughs> I like the idea that like some someone, a human protagonist is hearing it, you know, ha- is having conversations with their imaginary friend that just so happens to be this 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 cocoon yeah. uh, Mothra inside this cocoon is making like you know it's because it's about to be born as a butterfly yeah. it's like a child's voice that this, <laughs> this kid is, is 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 talking to and then it just comes out and just starts like eating through stuff or yeah. is the guardian of San Francisco I don't know which who knows it's just it's just a kaiju movie well, yeah it's just a kaiju movie yeah. done as long done. as a building gets kicked over at some point it doesn't matter <laughs> kicked over by a butterfly yeah why not (laughs) butterfly with legs yeah there we have it butterflies do have legs so from Reese Howell we've got everybody poops everybody poops it's true everybody (laughs) poops so everybody uh, everybody poops is by Taro Gomi okay so I'm assuming this is like for kids right to sort of let let them feel a little less guilty about doing poops yeah, um, yeah I'll read you one of the pages here I think it, I think here it's called Everybody Poos Everybody oh right well yeah or you know the English version Everyone poops. poops grown ups poop children poop too some animals poop and pay no attention some animals poop yep surely every animal poops right M- maybe what but, animals but, no no some animals poop and pay no attention Right. Some animals pay attention to their poop as well. Okay, right. Yeah. Um, but I'm I'm going to take a leaf out of the uh, um, the end. I've <laughs> got this image right. Mm. So it's Christopher Eccleston. Yeah. Because because you know you know the, the the end of one of the episodes of Doctor Who. Yeah. Where it's like just this once, Rose. Everybody lives. Everybody lives. Yeah. Rain streaming down. Yeah. He's so happy. Yeah. He's so happy. He's grinning ear to ear. <laughs> and he's just like, just this once. Oh. Everybody poops. I love it. I love <laughs> that. That is the goal of this movie to yeah. get that scene. Yeah. Um. <laughs> just this it's, once. It's, everybody poos. I, I think. Uh, <laughs> I think this 
clearly is a Roland Emmerich movie. Yeah. It's a disaster movie. <laughs> it, no, it, no, no. What, what I'm trying to say is it's a Roland Emmerich movie that has disaster in it. Okay. The disaster being people have stopped pooing. Of course, yeah. Fiber has disappeared from the planet. <laughs> For whatever reason. And all the way through, people are wandering around with, stu- like, distended stomachs. Oh, yeah. All packed up, like, they, they can't they can't poop anymore. Yeah, it's, it's horrible. But, like, people are just going about their day. They're trying, yeah. yeah. They're just hoping someone will... Uh, eventually, it's kind of like... Because um, it's not transmissible, right? It's like an, mm. not like a disease. Well, it could be, I suppose. It's, it's a virus. Oh, yeah. But, like, people are still... People, it's it's going to be, like, a satire of, 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 of the recent pandemic. Yeah. Everyone's still going to work. Everyone's still going to work. It, does, it doesn't really... Um, you know, it, it, it's... Everyone's like, well, we've all got it already now, mm. so we can't do anything about it. We're just going to keep going to work. Yeah, we're just going to keep going to work, even though we are incredibly constipated. Yeah. And just... <laughs> just the whole film is a lot of scenes of people's... <clears throat> <laughs> just feeling just looking and feeling really uncomfortable yeah and we've got Christopher Eccleston who is a um, uh, like, He's like a, poop a, a nutritionalist right oh right yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's probably a better word for poop scientist. <laughs> he's a nutritionist. He's, he's, Dietrician. Uh, yeah, like uh, he's he's nutritionist. He's like he's like you know he's always talking about fiber. He's like oh my god. Yeah. You know. I cool. I can't believe there's no the fibers disappear from the from the universe. <laughs> well, it's not Christopher Eccleston yet. Okay. What we have is like a remote research facility in, okay. in the Antarctic or whatever. Right. Where this this man is looking down a, a microscope at this sort of cellular cellular thing, yeah, and he's like, "Oh shit, Marcus, get me get me the president on the phone." Yeah, <laughs> bang, cut to Washington D.C. The president, the president, it's it's like middle of the night, gets yeah. a phone call. He goes, oh, who the fck is calling at this hour? I'm the president, Who goddammit. the hell is calling at this time? It's uh, Nick Cage. Nick Cage, yeah. And uh, he's like, who? Oh, my God. Like, uh, president, someone's... You're going to want to take this. And he's like, really? Is that important to, to, to disrupt my sleep? I've got to be in five meetings with different heads of state tomorrow. It's it's a it's a terrible time. And he's like, you... You're gonna, you're gonna wanna, you're gonna wanna sit down for this. And, uh, and this guy in, in the Antarctic is just like, Sir, Mr. President, fiber is going, it's, fiber is dying out. There's no fiber in the world. It's the microplastics, sir. It's uh, the the microplastics in the in the water. We've we've polluted it too much, and uh, they've somehow it, somehow it means that fiber is disappearing. Like what? Speak English, please. <laughs> Speak English. Nobody's gonna poop anymore. <laughs> and then we just get this trombone shot on Nick Cage's face. <laughs> but like... I love pooping. <laughs> it's my favorite thing to do after being the president of the United States. <laughs> so, <laughs> so he's. <laughs> So we've got we've got the high stakes like we do in a Roland Emmerich movie yeah, of this yeah. president being aware of the pooping situation. Yeah. I think I think we have like an Oval Office meeting about how do we brief the people on this? Yeah. What's going on? Yeah. And um, citizens of the United States of America, 
You may well already be aware that you haven't pooped today. <laughs> well, this is the thing, right? They've got to keep it under wraps. Yeah. It's like, this isn't a thing to be worried about. Yeah. This is, like, we've got to do the whole, like, pandemic thing. Like, oh, this will only be, this will only be in China. Yeah. Like, yeah. Don't, don't worry about it. Yeah. Like, once it, once, we'll, we'll worry about it when it becomes a problem. Yeah. That's this Oval Office meeting, yeah, basically. Yeah, yeah, like yeah the, sure. Uh, the whole thing. His cabinet's got together. And just big, like... big toilet are uh, in uh, are in there <laughs> lobbying for them not to raise, not to tell anyone at all. Yeah, yeah. The 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 Kushel koala is yeah. the <laughs> Play, played by John Goodman. Yeah, <laughs> he's just John Goodman in a giant koala outfit. <laughs> it's like we. We don't need to worry about this. This is this is fine. People are going to be buying toilet roll for for decades to come. Don't don't worry, <laughs> don't worry about it. Don't worry. And um, and I think uh, <laughs> I think it then goes to Christopher Eccleston, who's sort of waking up in the morning, just having like oh he gets he, he uh, picks up his paper and start, sits down on the loo, <laughs> reading this newspaper. He's like. Hmm. And we, we, it's a ten-minute scene of him just sat on the loo. We hear we hear like a little trickle mm-hmm. as he as he's doing a little doing wee. A little wee, yeah. yeah. But then, sort of like uh, we slowly zoom in over ten minutes <laughs> as he's reading this newspaper, and sort of and the headlines on the newspaper are like uh, sales in toilet roll are down. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like like that's that big headline for some reason, and and he's like, he's checking his watch. He's like. Hmm. And then and he stares, yeah. like almost at the camera, just like, "What's going on?" Uh, he walks into his office. I've just sat down for ten minutes. I've not pooped. <laughs> this is usually on the dot. Yeah, on the dot. I'm, I'm, I'm a nutritionalist. I'm, <laughs> I'm definitely a nutritionalist. What's going on here? I'm I'm the best nutritionalist in in the world. <laughs> What's what's that? Like I've been I've been written about in in scientific papers and stuff like that. What what's happening? I they you you know you know the quality of a nutritionist when uh, by the by the timing of their bowels and mine are not on time. <laughs> like like a, an alarm clock goes off when yeah. he's on the loo. Yeah. Like it, it's is that is that much of a That's when his eyes suddenly go bloodshot and he's like staring past the camera. Yeah, yeah. What? And so it's either a case of him going to the president mm. uh by like out of his own volition he's like I've got to tell the president yeah. about this or um he gets called in as a, a consultant. Consultant, yeah. that's the one. I think he has to go... I think because what's going to happen is that the um, president and the the governments think it's going to be a passing thing. Yeah. Is that, like, eventually it'll it, it'll just clear out, right? Yeah. Because this... I think the... I think maybe we don't have it be a virus. Maybe we have it sort of, like, be a sort of, like environmental thing yeah yeah you know, so, so look, my, we've got microplastics all build, building up in our lungs and stuff yeah so this is just the case but the same for our bowels right mm. um, and it's like the the way it's working is that the microplastics are building up and they're just removing fibre like where, where you, like there's a, there's a bit where he opens a can of prunes to try and to try and eat them <laughs> yeah, yeah. and there's nothing there there's just... <laughs> 
<laughs> it, he just opens up the can of prunes and it's just dust. Yeah. <laughs> because the microplastics have evolved to, to, to consume fiber or something. They're like yes. they're, they're, they're gaining gaining a sort of chemical sentience. That and it's sort of the uh, the over reliance of GM foods that's and it. stuff like yeah, that yeah, yeah, that yeah. have put too many microplastics in the. Yeah, I don't know how it. GM foods. It doesn't matter in this in this movie. Yeah. Genetically modifying foods means that plastics is in it. it. It's a Roland Emmerich movie. Actual <laughs> thought goes out the window. When, like, <laughs> it's true. Yeah, yeah. it's uh, it, <laughs> you can just switch your brain off and write. <laughs> so we need a, a couple of big shots, don't we? Yeah. We need um, uh, like cues for the toilet. Yeah. Um, the the <laughs> toilets, the, the public toilets, are like becoming like churches. Right, oh, yeah. because yeah. because they're like people are queuing up because their stomachs are hurting so much yeah. from being full and bloated mm. that they're like going in just to try, yeah, you know, just to hope and pray, and so they cut like um, people congregating outside of toilets, like mm. public toilets, because they're just thinking maybe one day I'll be able to try, yeah, because that's I think. Um, the Cushel Bear, you know, is going to be part of the, part of the villain of this situation, right? <laughs> yeah. Is they change their because their their sales are going down. They change their business strategy to try yeah. and make people do magical thinking. It's like it's not about what the scientists say it is. Yeah. It's actually about you not trying hard enough. Yeah. You got to spend three. We've got all these people. Look, it's me. Look, it's uh, look at um, Chris Hemsworth. He's ha- he's fit and healthy. Yeah. Because. Um, he uses Cashel because he uses Cashel, and he spends four days on the on the toilet, uh, four four sorry, four hours on the toilet a day, yeah. right? And Chris Chris was like, there, you know, got sucked in and sort of yeah. like, oh, I, I look great, right? But then when the uh, filming cuts, he goes, oh, he unbu- unbuckles his belt. Yeah. And he's the same as everyone else, right? He's not pooping either. So, so people are just walking around with these huge guts, yep. that aren't excreting anything no and um like this has to be like a global disaster yeah so it, it has a knock-on effect yep. in the in the war is coming yeah because it's like fuck just just fucking bomb them yeah <laughs> like, just <laughs> there are everyone's high tension everyone's angry yeah and also there's like part of the um there are areas that have, haven't been this gm plastic um uh kind of well, call it like an insect repellent, right? Like mm. they, the, the the sort of like chemicals used to repel insects weren't used in certain countries, yeah. And so they have the only supply of fiber in the entire world. Oh yeah, right. Yeah. So that everyone's trying to get their hands on Lithuania's non-GM, like non <laughs> non pesticided uh, crops. Yeah, yeah. But but then they end up like uh, being nuclear bombed yeah because because they're not letting anyone else at these crops yeah yep. so it's the, like the whole thing yeah it just goes to pop blows out of proportion yeah. it's World War 3 like and uh, I think that's sort of the midpoint yeah and then we cut to uh, Christopher Eccleston wandering the wasteland of yep. this place where no <laughs> one can poo anymore yeah <laughs> 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 And we've we've got like it's like body horror to this. It's like yeah. people are dragging themselves around, just like long worms. Just yeah. Like, and so I I think he's got to be rushing around like as as much as he can. 
Yeah. With the, like, um, I think he's he's found a formula yeah. that will be released into the atmosphere. He start, yeah, he start, I think he starts working on it, and then I think we do a Cold War thing, mm. right? He's been brought into Buckingham Palace, the centre of the oper- operations now yeah, yeah. In, 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 in the UK. Yeah. Um, and uh, he's been brought in there to advise, mm. right? Um, uh, and they think that Nick Cage over in the US yeah. has found something like this that he's he's been working on he's like he's like i'm having some positive results with this but it's like they're, they're like they're way more focused. the queen's like no he he's the one who bombed lithuania we're yeah. going to get his one uh, and she's you know furious she's furious yeah yeah i i think i think um we have it's like we just have this discussion on like I think one person was working on something and, and they managed to get a little little sort of rabbit poo thing yeah. coming out of someone. We heard a little plop yeah. in, in the toilet bowl, um, but it can't be confirmed yeah. <laughs> and, and stuff like that. Or like, um, I, I think uh, one, one person does it, but it, it, it was too much. Yeah. <laughs> and they died. And they died. Yeah, they, they died turned a horrible, out. a horrible fucking death. They turned inside out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I, I think, right, we, we, we discover later on in mm. Buckingham Palace that in, in, this, in this kind of lab yeah. that what has been happening is Cushel, the corporation, yeah. John Goodman had been slipping, like had been, had been uh, encouraging the... Um, food companies yeah. to introduce this special kind of fiber yeah. into into the into crops that only that, that makes only you poop shell. more yeah right that makes you poop way more mm. and makes you 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 you, you need more uh, uh, like toilet paper yeah right turns out that went wrong yeah and that's what's caused all this right but of course John Goodman's still living the high life in in, in uh, everyone else is warring in the wasteland outside yeah he's still alright just munching on eucalyptus yeah 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 and because um, eucalyptus natural source of uh, he's, a, he's a koala yeah. natural source of fibre yeah yeah um, and it doesn't make you sleepy though it doesn't make so, you sleepy uh, he sleeps for 22 hours of the lot, day yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I think what's going to happen is Chris Eccleston finds this out yeah right just before the queen presses a button on a nuke to blast uh, to, to, to blast the uh, um, Nick uh, Cage blast Nick Cage yeah. over, over, in the, over in the in the White House yeah right as before the the, the um, missile goes off mm. um, like Chris Vegas is running to it like he, he's, he's going my manages to, to um, running as best he can as best he can with the, this trail uh, trailing stomach yeah. um, <laughs> and he's trying to get up he's like climbing up this side of this rocket that's about to come out of the bunker <laughs> and he and he's got this formula that he thinks yeah. can dissolve the fibre the, the bad fibre yeah and he puts it in well I, I think before we before this yeah. he tests it out on himself yeah. he's like I've got to do it yeah. I've, I've got, I've got this, is, this is now or never yeah. and uh, and he comes out of the toilet. It's like I did it. I've pooped. I've pooped. And then that's when missile launch imminent. <laughs> he's in the he's in the golden toilet bowl yeah. of Buckingham Palace. Yeah, exactly. I've pooped, and the Queen already like adamant. Yeah. That Nick Too Cage... late. Nukes are going. Yes, she's <laughs> she's 
another villain in this in this film. It's like, <laughs> what have you done, Queen? She's so furious. Yeah, it makes you, this constipation makes you so angry. Yeah, it's like, what have you done, Queen? We've just all become so constipated. We've forgotten the real villain of the piece, and that is <laughs> the Cushel Bear. The Cushel Bear. Cut to John Goodman just asleep. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then as so he managed to climb up because he's already gone to the loo. Yeah. He he's climbing up the side of this this rocket. Yeah. We'll say that you know he, he's you know he, and he managed to get it in there right and then they detonate. Then the queen has mm. a second dose of this thing, goes to the loo, comes back. She's like, actually, I don't want that to blow up. To blow up Nick Cage. They detonate it in the air yeah. in the atmosphere and suddenly like rain clouds gather <laughs> and it's raining this stuff everywhere people are people are sort of feeling it on their skin and stuff and then go <gasps> and then rushing off to the loo exactly and I think I think um, actually to get that formula in Chris Eccleston had to get in the rocket yeah yeah right he had- he's in he's falling to the to, to his death over yeah. the United States as rain call, falls down faster than him somehow yeah yeah um, and he's going <laughs> while he's watching people either rush off to the loo yeah. or just go just in the street <laughs> yeah exactly and he's just that. like oh just this once <laughs> everybody poops yep and that's the end of the movie. Yeah. As he hits the ground. As he hits the ground, but because it's full of poo. It's cushioned. Poo, he's cushioned. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody poops. Everybody poops. He yeah. survives the fall because of all the poop on so the floor. Hopefully you've enjoyed <laughs> really pushing the boundaries of the theory that everybody poops posits, which yes. is we shouldn't be ashamed of talking about poo. No. Um we definitely pushed that to the point of maybe we should be a little more ashamed yeah we, we, we definitely pushed something out <laughs> you know yeah uh, so yeah everybody poops there uh, you go <laughs> thank you for that one Reese Howell <laughs> so those were all our pictures yep Today, thank you, uh, thank you for that. If we've pitched your favourite book, yes, uh, please get in touch with us to let us know how well we did, how close it was to the original, how true it was to the original, how uh, how true an adaptation <laughs> it was. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure, I'm pretty sure we went like we were trying to stick close to the the, the true intent of the piece. Yeah, um, so I'm sure we did very well there. Hmm. Uh, if you enjoyed the show then please don't hesitate to share it with your friends um, tell uh, people that you like and like to watch movies with and uh, and and talk to about movies mm. with this podcast because uh, you know there's a good Venn diagram there yeah, it's, yeah. A, it's, a, it's a nice way of sharing the podcast uh, but if you want to help the podcast keep growing and keep going then uh, please go over to patreon.com forward slash life's a pitch podcast where you can get uh, a load of bonus uh, pitches there's like hundreds of bonus pitches yeah, there yeah there's loads of stuff um, as well as you get a vote on the genre each week uh, you get uh, a the ability to suggest genres for yeah, us yeah. to do in the future um, you get uh, all sorts of bonus content uh, and not only that but you get to participate in this weird universe yeah. that we appear to have accidentally created yeah. uh, in which our patrons decide that there is an ongoing narrative that, that they are uh, doing they just that just keeps moving forward it's without a... without us yeah, including yeah. the the uh, the court case that appears to be to involve someone who we accidentally wrote into existence yeah. so uh, so thank you to Brandon Spanky Mills I feel a great loss
John Frankie Kennedy is hereby accused of criminal negligence with regard to his podcast. Jeremy L. Kayyem. Stephen D. Thomas. The secret number is 17 and you will know when the time has come to use it. Episode 3 of Ork Are Dorks is now available, featuring this actual podcast you're listening to now. Orksardorks.podbean.com Fingers to hand. The plaintiff, Mikhail Salonga, has been silenced unlawfully for his views on Ork Rotica. James Delaney. A warrant for the arrest of the defendant has been issued by the Royal Canadian Mounted Police. Nikki H. Orcs are not dorks and the truth will out. Brent Black. Citizens conspiring to protect the defendant will be sent to prison immediately. The defendant has been sentenced to three centuries in a stinkly, stinky oubliette. Stinkily. There was a funny name here once. It's gone now. Joseph Hegarty. Further libelous statements about orcs will, will result in harsh penalty. Why does no one want my mattress? It's springy and odorful? Nutrition brick can fill the void of lost loved ones. The Right Honourable Alan Bagpipes OBE will be presiding. Alex NSFW. Have you been unlawfully denied access to the Orcs Are Dorks podcast? Hark! The Herald Angels sing of the second Patreon account I created to join this stupid ARG. You could be owed compendium by John Frankie Kennedy. Have you been the subject of frivolous or libelous lawsuits pertaining to your podcast? Call Max Bisk on 0800 Max Bisk. Call Alan ba Bagpipes today to make a claim at Back to Alan on Twitter. Captain Eden has commandeered this podcast, and I, Matt, am joining their crew of rowdy buccaneers. Sorry, Tom. Continuing this story is stretching the limits of my creativity, and I am an actual lawyer. All of that, of course, alleged. There is no, uh, there's no truth to that that we know of. No, no. Th th just thank you to all those people who continue to support us on Patreon. Yeah. We end the show as we always do with the Yes Very Clever Award. Yes. However, mm -hmm. because <laughs> they, they been... were all, all already books. Yeah, they were all just books. So, funnily enough, I've, I've picked one yeah. that I read yeah. not too long ago. Okay. And I just want to put a recommendation out there okay, for it. Okay, there you it's, go. It's a really nice book that's short. Yeah. It's not too long. Uh -huh. It's great. Uh, so, Phil Walters has given us A Psalm for the Wild Built. There you go. It's uh, by Becky Chambers. I listened to the audiobook. It was about four hours long, yeah. and it was just a really nice walk in the countryside I've, for me. I've got um, a, a recommendation for a short book that you might want to read. Yeah. TV Guide. I've been Tom McGrath. I've been Matt Turner. Remember who pitched it. <laughs>